0: Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at StevensCreekChurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@StevensCreekChurch.com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. I'll tell you that Cinderella day was very special, and I was... I went home and Patty and I were talking about it. And as I watched the girls came down the, come down the runway, I, I just had this thought, their, uh, the music was playing and they would say like, from Greenbrier High School or from Butler High School, and they would introduce them and they would come, everybody would clap and cheer. It's not often that people have their name announced over a loudspeaker and, and to have uh, these girls celebrated. So I just, I'm so proud of you. I was so proud of you of making that happen, your generosity, uh, you know, your generous support of the church uh, and of this, uh, our third uh, annual Cinderella Day. It was just so special and I wanna say thank you. Thank you for Kelly Cordona. Thank you for the uh, Dream Team, uh, um, the Dream Center Team and all of those, what a great, 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 great day. Well. Today is a historic day in the life of our church. Today we are launching Stevens Creek Church, South Augusta. I'll tell you, um, amen. If, if you would have told me six months ago uh, that we would have a campus uh, in, given to us in South Augusta, I would say, no, no, not now, you know, maybe one day, but I'll tell you what was a surprise to us is not a surprise to God. And we have this unique opportunity uh, to really reach into our community in a deeper way and to proclaim hope and to proclaim peace. I think it's very interesting when you look at our grand opening day is uh, today and then with the events going on of the week, I really feel like it's important for us even in times like this that we shine a light of hope and we shine a light of peace into our community to say, uh, God's got this and we're going to get through this. It may be difficult, it may be challenging, but God's going to help us through it. You know, I love to start with something funny and I was thinking about that uh, this week and I thought, you know, it's probably not appropriate to start with something funny uh, uh, after the chaotic week that most of us have seen. But then I I remembered the scripture It says that laughter does good like a medicine, so I thought, well, I would let you decide. Do, do, we, do we want any laughter, good like a medicine, or do you think we need to just nod your head? If you, okay, okay, I just want to make sure that we're together on this. You know, I like to start with something funny. Did you hear about? Did you hear about the kindergarten Sunday school class that they were uh, teaching about heaven? So the teacher looked at the little, uh, class and said. How many of you know where, does anybody know where God lives? And she looked over the class, and finally little Johnny in the back said, I know where God lives. He said, well, where does God live? He said, God lives in my bathroom. He does. Why do you say that God lives? He said, I know. He said, when my mama puts on her makeup, my daddy goes and beats on the door and says, good Lord, how long are you going to be in there? Today, we're starting a brand new series called What Next? And over the next several weeks, we're going to look at four things. We're going to look at uh, how you can know God, how you can find freedom, how you can discover your purpose and make a difference. Uh, I really feel like that our spiritual lives are all about taking steps. When I look at you this morning uh, across this auditorium, across our online audience, I realize that people watching and people here in this room, you're at different places in your spiritual journey. Some of you are investigating Christianity. Others of you are new believers, and, and we have some seasoned saints here. But all of us are on a journey, and it doesn't matter where we are in uh, that journey. God is prompting us to take a step. God is always calling us to have faith. That's the very, at the very heart of Stevens Creek Church. We exist to help people take their next step toward God. Several years ago, someone in the church gave my wife some uh, printed art, and she actually hung this picture in our kitchen for many years. It says, behind every successful husband is a wife rolling her eyes. Now, Patty's the master of rolling her eyes. When I wake up in the morning and I have a fresh new idea, almost every day she rolls her eyes, not another one. You know, when I I throw clothes in her washing machine where she's doing towels, she looks at me and rolls her eyes. You know, when I expect her to know my schedule and I forgot to tell her about my schedule, she rolls her eyes. When I get in the car and I turn on the navigation system, the GPS, she rolls her eyes. Because, you see, I am all about a GPS system. Uh, I think two weeks ago we were in the car and I had three of them going. I had my car GPS, I had Google Maps going, and then uh, I think we were going through Atlanta. And so I, I, I said, We've got to have ways just in case there's an accident somewhere. And so, you know, when you, um, when you turn on your GPS and you type in the address, it'll give you several different options there. And it says r- route overview. And if you click on that route overview, it's going to say, you need to go 15 miles down this road, take exit 199, go 400 feet, take a right, and your destination is on the left. Those, uh, that information gives me comfort. It makes me comfortable to know that. You know, and in the same way, God has a route overview for your life. Even before you were formed in your mother's womb, God had a plan for your life. In Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come to me and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. We go over to the pages of the New Testament and we see in James chapter four and verse eight, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. James is saying that you can know God. You can know God if you seek him. Here's the point. I want you to seek God's will in all you do and I believe that he will show you the next step to take God will show you his path God will show you his plan but you see the difference between God and a GPS is that God doesn't always show you a route overview he didn't tell you how it's going to happen he doesn't tell you how long it's going to take he doesn't tell you if the funds are going to be available he doesn't tell you who's going to be there along the way But God leads you, and when he leads you, he leads you one step at a time. And if you'll trust him and you'll take that step, then then he'll show you the next step, and step by step, he will lead you. The problem is most of us, if you're like me, you want every detail before you take that first step. You want every detail of the plan before you make a move. I mean, we wouldn't have a problem taking a step of faith or starting that new business or going back to school or moving to that new location if we knew when the money was going to show up or or if we knew that the right people were going to be there. We wouldn't have a problem. We would just jump into it. I mean, if we had all the details, then we could take that step. But God doesn't give us the details, He's not going to show you a blueprint. For your life God is going to put you in a place where you have to learn how to trust him that you have to have faith now if you're willing to step out to do what he's asking you to do I believe the doors will open in fact I believe that doors will open that you never dreamed would open I believe that resources would come will come to you and provision will come to you the scripture tells us that the, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. A lamp implies that you have just enough light to see in front of you. God is not gonna give you the light for the next 50 years. It's like the light, headlight on your car. When you turn on your headlights tonight, if you're driving, you can see about 100 or so feet in front of you. You can't see maybe 50 miles down the road but if you continue to go down that path, you will eventually see down the road. But you've got to trust the process. Have you ever noticed that people want God's perfect will? Oh, I want God's perfect will. And so many times they want God's perfect will as long as it lines up with their desires. But you know, sometimes God's will is difficult. Sometimes God's will challenging sometimes God's will uh, puts you in a place where he's testing you where he's trying to grow your faith where he's trying to teach you to trust him here's what I know that God's going to take you out of your comfort zone to teach you what it means to trust him God's gonna take you out of your comfort zone to teach you what it means to trust him. There's many times when God will put you in a situation where you feel like that you're in over your heads, you go to your friends, they can't help you, uh, you're in this situation, you don't have the experience. And when we get in those situations, you know, we start to question ourselves. What if this doesn't work? And you get very nervous about the situation because everything around you is changing. Let me say this. God knew that you'd be nervous. God knew that you'd be nervous. He knew that you wouldn't feel qualified. And this is a test. And are you gonna talk yourself out of taking that step of faith because of your fear? Are you going to allow fear to hold you back? Are you going to allow fear to keep you from living your life? And my challenge to you is to be bold. My challenge to you is to take that step. To step out into the unknown. Because it is in the unknown that you will see God do miracles in your life. It is in the unknown that you will discover abilities that you didn't know you had. It is in the unknown that you will accomplish more in your life than you ever dreamed possible. Just because you don't have the details doesn't mean that God doesn't have the details. He has all of the details. He has the route overview for your life. One thing I like about my GPS system is that it gives me the exact details. It says, Marty, it doesn't say Marty. It says, (laughs) I'd like that. That would be cool if it actually knew me. It says, I want you to go 9.3 miles. But then what does it say after I drive a little bit? Now go 8 miles. Now go seven miles. Now go six miles. Now this unnerves Patty because she says, why do you need a GPS to get to work? Why do you need a GPS to get home? Because I am always, you know, if if I'm going to Publix, I I might put on my GPS. I just like to watch the time go down. The GPS gives you the exact details. Now, let me say this. God is just the opposite of the GPS. God will say, go down this road. And then I'll say, okay, how far do you want me to go? And there's silence. No answer. Where do you want me to go? No answer. Who am I going to meet when I get there? No answer. Just go. Silence. Last week I said, "The silence of, of God doesn't mean God's absent. And the question that we have to struggle with in this chaotic season is that, can we endure the silence of not knowing everything? I mean, will you trust God if you don't have all the details? Will you take that step of faith, even if you feel uncomfortable? When you're nervous, will you still trust him to work it all out? That's what Abraham did. God told Abraham to leave his place where he was living, to pack up his family, pack up all of his belongings, and and head out to a land that God was going to show him and God was going to give him as a part of his inheritance. The problem was that God did not give Abraham all of the details We see in Hebrews chapter 11, verse eight, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place that he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and he went, even though he did not know where he was going. Now, I can imagine Abraham telling his wife, Sarah, honey, I've got some good news, we're gonna move. God promised that he's gonna take us to this new land and it's gonna be better than ever. And I can imagine Sarah said, man, that's great. I am so excited about this. Where are we going? Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? He didn't, well, he just didn't tell me. What should I wear? Is it going to be hot? Is it going to be cold? Can you give me some tea? Well, I I don't know that. I'm not sure. Well, Abraham, are you sure that you heard from God? Are you sure that you heard? I mean, how are we going to provide for our families? How are we going to take care of our children? How are we going to take care of this? This must be a mistake, Abraham. If you're going to step into the unknown, it's going to take trust in God, and it's going to take boldness, and it's not always going to make sense. And when you hear this prompting, there are often times in your life that that inner voice would say, you need to calm down here. You need to play it safe here. This is a big risk. What if, what if, what if it doesn't work out? Abraham didn't have all the answers. I am sure that he was nervous. But I believe that he's trusted the Lord You know, the Bible says the steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in this way. As you take that step, you need to trust that God knows what he's doing. In every step of the way, he is gonna lead you, and he is gonna guide you. Even though you don't know where you're going, you can trust him, and he will provide for you. But he's using this to teach you to trust him and to grow in your faith. Peter went through a time of testing. You know his story. Peter is the only one that's walked on the water beside Jesus. But very practically, he was the only one that was willing to get out of the boat. I'm sure the other disciples said, Peter, you better stay here where it's comfortable. You better stay in here. I mean, look at those waves. It's dangerous, Peter. Peter, you could drown. Don't do it, Peter. But when Jesus called, Peter stepped out. He stepped out into the unknown. Peter demonstrated courage. What do we know about courage? Courage does not mean that you're not afraid. Courage means that you will not let fear hold you back or fear stop you. Courage does not mean that you're not afraid. Courage means that you will not let fear stop you. All of us are very concerned about the pandemic of COVID 19. All of us are concerned. If you're not, you need to be. All of us are concerned. We need to use wisdom and we need to be careful and we need to take precautions. However, we cannot allow fear to keep us from living our lives. We cannot allow fear to keep us from living our lives. We must be people of courage. We must be people of courage. Peter had the courage to step out of the boat. He had the courage to step out in faith. He didn't allow the what ifs to keep him back. And we struggle with that. What if this happens? Or what if I don't have the funds? Or what if I get sick? What if all of this and so many times those what ifs will keep us from living the life God has for us? And we talk ourselves out of what God wants to do in our life. You know, we think about relationships. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to get in another relationship. I mean, what if I get hurt again? I got hurt in the last one. Well, what if this is that divine connection that God has for you? What if I take this position and I'm, I'm not good at it? Well, what if you take that position and you excel at it and you discover that you had talents that are hidden and you never dreamed you could do that? What if that position that you take opens the door for other opportunities? I can tell you that every significant accomplishment in in my life, in Patty's life, every major victory came as a result of stepping out into an unknown situation. God will often calls you, call you to step out into some very unfamiliar territories because he wants to show you how great and mighty he is. You know, when I think about the church, and today we're launching the uh, South Augusta uh, Stevens Creek Church campus, And I think back about 30 plus years when we met together in that borrowed living room with with 24 people, we didn't have funding. We didn't have government grants. We passed the plate that day and we collected $369. That's all the money that we had. We didn't have experience as lead pastors. We'd never pastored, uh, been the lead pastor of a church before. But what we did have is that we had a call. What we did have is we had a prompting of the Lord. And what we have learned through the years is where God guides, he will provide. Where God guides, he will provide. Over the last two days, I've talked to pastors and I've talked to business leaders about this pandemic. And, and there's a great concern about how it will affect businesses and how it will affect churches, they're concerned. And let me say, I'm concerned too. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but we will get through this. It's going to be tough, but we will get through this. And this is what I say, we will come out of this stronger than we were before we went into it. We will come out of this stronger than uh, when, before we went into this. And so I just want you uh, to start believing and start praying. I love what Jesus said. I want you to watch and pray. I want you to watch what's going on in the culture. I want you to take precautions. But I want you to have faith and watch God do something spectacular. This is what happened to Joshua and the Israelites. When Joshua and the Israelites came to the Jordan River, there's no way for them to get across. They'd been in through the desert for 40 years. Now you've got the promised land on the other side, but the problem was they were in the desert, there's the promised land, there's the Jordan River that is keeping them. It's not like they had bridges to walk across. Now, in Joshua's mind, he's going back to how... how Moses lifted up his staff and parted the Red Sea but God said that's not how I'm going to do it this time Joshua here's what I want you to do I want you to tell the priest to go put their foot in the water go stand in the water and I would imagine as Joshua told those priests that there, are thinking okay uh, we've never done this before We've never done it like this before. And I'm sure as they walk toward the water and didn't see anything happening, they're getting concerned. What if it doesn't work? What if we go out there? I'm sure as they go down to the bank of the the Jordan River, they're concerned okay, what if we drown in this river? Because the Bible says the river was at flood stage. But you know, when they stepped off into the river, the stream up, uh, the water upstream stopped. And the water downstream continued to go and before uh, they realized that there was a uh, patch of dry ground for them to be able to uh, walk across that, the miracle happened along the way. You see, with Moses, God parted the Red Sea and they went over. But with Joshua, he says, I want you to go and then I'll part the river. It was about stepping out in faith. If you will step out into the unknown, if you'll step out in faith, you'll see miracles. I believe you'll see doors open that you never imagined. I believe that God will do uh, immeasurably more than you have asked for. But you've gotta realize there are tests that you will go through. And oftentimes God will put you in those tests and those tests uh, seem impossible. But God is using those tests in your life, in my life, to teach us what it means to trust Him and to prepare us and to grow us up. Here's the point God uses the journey to prepare us for where we are going. God uses the journey, and oftentimes the journey is filled with difficult moments. It's filled with difficult seasons. It it is filled with hard decisions. But as we go through those periods of difficulty, God is building us from the inside. God is building our faith. God is teaching us what it means to trust him. God is helping us to push back the darkness and to push back the fear in our lives And he's calling us to step out, to take a stand. That's what Esther did. Esther was an orphan, and she didn't come from an influential family. But God raised her up and used this Jewish woman to become the queen, and she was now living in a palace. And a man named Haman, and her story is told in her book in the Old Testament, a man named Haman um, went to the king and devised a plan to kill off, to get rid of all the Jewish people. Now, Esther's uncle heard about this and went to Esther and said, look, you've got to do something about this. You've got to go to the king. You've got to change his mind. But the problem in those days is you couldn't go into the king's presence unless you were invited, that if you went into the king's presence without an invitation, you could be killed. And she's saying, what what if I go in there and he doesn't lift up his golden rod? What if I go in there and he's in a bad mood? What if I go in there uh, and he kills me? What if? And her uncle looked at her and said, Esther, if you remain silent, deliverance For the Jews will come from someone else and you and your family will perish. And who knows that you were raised up for such a time as this. God was saying, if you don't don't wanna do that, that's fine. I'll raise somebody else up. But Esther, if you don't do this, you're gonna miss your destiny. This opportunity will not come your way ever again. This is a now or never opportunity. Esther stepped into the unknown. She not only had favor with the king, but she was able to deliver the people. And she became one of the heroes of faith in the Bible. Here's what we can learn from her. You can either step out or you can play it safe. This decision determines your future. And so God is prompting you, and God is calling you, and yes, it's difficult, and yes, it's challenging, but you can either step out or you can play it safe. This decision determines your future. When those now or never moments come to you, I want to encourage you, don't shrink back. Don't give up. Don't let those what ifs keep you from your destiny. I want you to step out, step into the unknown. I want you to be like Joshua along the way and step into the river and watch the waters part. I want you to be like Peter. I want you to get out of the boat and walk on the water. I want you to be like Abraham. I want you to go to a place maybe you've never been before because this could be one of those now or never moments in your life and God is raising you up to make this call, to make this decision. Last December, when I received a call from the Bishop of the North Georgia Conference about assuming the Peach Orchard Road property, I knew in my spirit this was a now or never uh, opportunity. It was a now or never opportunity. Our church um, is it the best place it's ever been? We're the strongest numerically, uh, financially, all of that. We were comfortable. And honestly, I felt like I had worked really hard to, to get comfortable. And then this call comes. And it was a now or never. And I realized that God didn't call me and God didn't call you to be comfortable. But God called us to reach the harvest. God called us to reach this community. And it takes money to do ministry, and I realized if I said yes to this endeavor, that it would cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars. But I'm comfortable, Lord. We've worked so hard to pay off debt. Why do we take on debt that we didn't even create? Because we have to pay off their mortgage. We have to renovate their church. We're comfortable, Lord. I didn't call you to be comfortable. 32 years ago, I called you to reach the harvest. And I'm giving you an opportunity. I'm giving this church an opportunity to be a light in the darkness. I'm giving this church an opportunity uh, uh, to, to give hope to people. To speak life to people, to challenge people, to step out in faith. And today is one of those historic days. In the midst of a chaotic week, we're putting a stake in the ground and saying, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, We are shining forth the light of good news. We're shining forth the light of hope. We're shining forth uh, the light of determination. And we are moving forward in his name. There's gonna be days that are challenging, but there are gonna be a lot of days that are rewarding that when you can see videos like we just watched about Cinderella day and you can see the joy on the faces of those girls. And that if you go and work at our Dream Center and you realize that we served 18,000 under-resourced people out of the Dream Center last year, what you'll start to understand is that you are the hands and you are the feet of Jesus in this community. Amen. And so our work is not over. But our work is revving up because you have not seen what God wants to do, but he's challenging us to step out, to step out into the unknown as a church and as individuals. We're under this covering, this anointing of Stevens Creek Church. So you can expect what God is doing in the church, God is gonna do in your life. What God is doing in this church, He's going to do it in your life. So what do you need the Lord to do? Do you need a new facility for your business? God can do that. Do you need a new house for your family? Do you need a a new apartment for your family? God can do that. I believe that we come to the place where we surrender to the Lord. But you know what's more important than houses and lands and businesses? It's people. Do you have a son or daughter that's lost? Do you have a co-worker that's away from the Lord? We want to be a place where the lost can be found and the broken can be healed. We want to be a place that's open to all people. And together, we're gonna to look into the eyes of people who are filled with fear and people who are filled uh, with desperation. And we're gonna to say to you very clearly that God loves you. He has a plan for your life and you matter to God and you matter to Stephen Creek Church. And we're gonna reach out a hand and we're gonna lift people up. But it takes all of us. It takes all of us working together And together, we'll see God do amazing things. I wanna pray for you. And I wanna pray for those watching online. And I'm gonna pray for those in our 1030 service. I'll be preaching at uh, the South Augusta campus at 1030 today, and I'll be back here at noon. But I wanna pray that God moves upon the efforts today and moves specifically in your life. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for this opportunity to hear your word. And I just pray that your word that was preached will accomplish the very thing that you set it out to do. So I speak life over these people. I speak life over those watching online. I speak hope in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I pray, Father, that you would push back the fear. God, I know that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. I pray right now over families that this would be a time that we would draw close to you and that we would see your provision, your provision in our lives. Father, I pray that there would be uh, no one in this auditorium, no one watching would miss a mortgage payment. I pray, Father, that you would supply their needs in unusual ways. I pray, God, that they would not miss a, a car payment. I pray, Father, they would have enough money to take care of their needs. I pray for those parents that have students in college. God, come and show yourself great. Father, I pray for those who people who are sick and not feeling well. I pray that uh, the great physician would lay hands on us, that we would walk in health, divine health, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for our nation, that you would push back the darkness. I pray, God, that you would use this as an opportunity for the light of Jesus Christ to come and that people would be saved from coast to coast. I pray, God, for our president, Donald Trump. I pray for our vice president, Mike Pence. I pray, God, that you would anoint these men to do what you have placed them in office to do, to lead with humility, to lead... Uh, with humility in Jesus' name. So, Father, we give our nation to you and ask that you would have mercy upon us. And we, here as the family of Stevens Creek Church, we pray these prayers in sincerity and in faith-believing and in Jesus' name. Everybody said Amen. 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 God bless you today. Thanks for listening.